Here's another one I need help with. I would like for you to message me and tell me who sings this song. Who sings this song? Let me know in a message. And I thank you ahead of time. Sing that. I know the name of the song, but I just don't know who sing it. Okay, tell me who sing who sings that song and what's the name of the song? Tell me that. sing this what's the name of the group and also uh what's the name of the song i don't know Talking till I'm glad. 
Okay, that's my limit of letting you hear it. So hit me in a message and tell me the name of the song. Now this song right here, I don't care if commercials get in it or not. I'm going to let this motherfucker play. No, she didn't because, oh yeah, she did too. You know, sometimes you make the wrong scream. themselves and know, knew how to treat a woman. I'm telling you. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Listen to this song. Honey. Oh. Converted me and let, me know let me start it all over again. Baby, you know sometimes you make me want scream.
not even a bother if I forgot their names. Oh, yeah. If the minute I first saw you, then ever, 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 every teenage fantasy came true. But you look the other way. is what I'm trying yeah did you hear the passion in that man's voice I don't believe you did baby you know sometimes you make me all scream here it come here it come song is Be My Girl by the Dramatics. Yes, 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 the Dramatics.
There's no telling, ladies and gentlemen, what you're going to hear on my podcast. have heard it but I know I saved it to my playlist but let's see let's see if I've heard it or not
sound like a man in love to me. This song right here uh, was made by J. Augustus Co. Company, Radios and Records. Yes, it was uh, in from the in the Bronx of New York. And little Johnny Taylor is the singer. In case you're wondering. Um, part-time love is the, is the name of it. Soulful blues ballad. Ain't that something? And I can just imagine those people from back in the day drinking they little, whatever they wanted to drink, dancing, and as soon as this song came on, they had a fit. And they would put they would put their coins in the jukebox. You know, we they don't they didn't have what we have now. They would put their coins in a jukebox to hear this type of music. Yes, on vinyl records. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and they would sit and listen to it. Sometimes they'd start off with a dollar and leave with a nickel.
postmenopausal osteoporosis and a high risk for fracture. Now might not be the best time to ask yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Johnny Taylor, 1976, Disco Lady on Soul Train. Johnny Taylor is deceased. He is deceased. take a break and I hope you continue to listen I have a surprise for you I'm going to let you hear Mr. Clean Mr. Clean will be on in a minute 
How you doing? My name is Mr. Clean. And I'm here with having fun, and we're having fun. And we're keeping it clean around here. I want her to play me something I have never heard before out of the blue. Play me something I have never heard before. And you should listen, because I am going to listen. As soon as she put it on, I'm going to listen. All right, Mr. Clean, I have something here for you. I don't know whether you heard of this or not, but the name is Little Johnny Taylor, Big Blue Diamonds. I'm sure somebody out there has heard it, but maybe not. I know I haven't, so I'm going to check it out now. That has a lot of ratmatazz in that, a lot of jazz. I, it's got a lot of jazz, but it's a sad song, seems like. You know, I'm, I got to listen to something that's going to pick me up. <clears throat> it's all right, but it has a lot of, uh, a lot of, it has jazz in it. What can I he listen to to pick me up? Let's see what I got here. Mm. What am I in the mood for? See, I'm smiling already. 
The name of this is Grandmaster Flash Gold, and it's the instrumental of Grandmaster Flash's Gold, and it has a tremendous bit of bass in it. Clean likes that. I hope he likes that. When you think of Hopkinsville, chitlins probably aren't the first thing that comes to mind. But from the 1930s through the 60s, Hoptown was one of the premier stops of the chitlin circuit, a series of towns throughout the South that African American musicians traveled during segregation. Because the country was segregated at that time, the chitlin circuit kind of got created by the migration of southern musicians out of Memphis, out of New Orleans, out of St. Louis, and the old, uh, as we used to call it, gut bucket blues of the Alabamas and the Mississippis out in the woods and the fields, if you will. And they were called the Chitlin Circuits because mostly Chitlins was a big meal for blacks at that time, inexpensive, cheap. And if you worked on a farm uh, as a sharecropper or as a, as a farmer, you sold the good meat, you kept the chitlins. Hopkinsville's unique location and attributes, including its proximity to Fort Campbell, home to thousands of soldiers eager for off-base entertainment, made it an ideal stop on the circuit. Hopkinsville was very active as far as the black community was concerned. There were a lot of black troops that came to town, and blacks owned quite a bit of, quite a section of downtown Hopkinsville where the night spots were. If you go back to the 30s and early 40s, Hopkinsville was almost 60% black, the third or fourth largest city in the state. So it dominated Western Kentucky and made it an interesting go-to place. Bigger bands that were moving, say, perhaps from the north to the uh, southern cities, and they needed places to stop over to, to play, and some of these are maybe smaller venues, and Christian County was more or less uh, sort of a mecca for some of these bands. This was a place for entertainment to come. And if you got to the state of Kentucky, Hopkinsville was a place to be. It was the first place you could really stop that was of any size or significance. And as African Americans, uh, you didn't want to stop in the little small out of the way places. <laughs> so you tried to wait until you got to the larger spots, if you will. And the list of artists that performed reads as a virtual who's who on the music scene. Usually once a month or twice a month, you had some name entertainment here in town. Seems like Hoptown has had their share of, of outstanding musicians to come in here. I mean, Count Basie and all those guys came in. I remember coming to 
Hopkinsville when Basie was here. And I remember the sound of that big band coming out of the building. We couldn't go in, but I remember the sound of that music coming out of that building. Just kind of, oh, man, this is really, this is it. I remember when Joe Jacker, he came out, he made this, the song The Twist popular. It was just becoming popular. And I remember him walking through that door. Ike and Tina Turner. Uh, Tina became real good friends with some of my girlfriends at the time because they would come monthly and uh, got to know her real well. James Brown. Little Richard, Ray Charles. I saw Cap Calloway. I was a kid then. I remember the people out the street. They all couldn't get in, so people were out the streets, dancing in the streets, and just having the best time of their lives. We actually felt like we were in New York City. <laughs> I mean, Hoptown was the place to be in those days. Fort Campbell brought one of rock and roll's greatest legends to town, Jimi Hendrix. He was a longtime circuit regular, performing backup to a number of different artists. He played, uh, I guess, in support of uh, some of the probably Clarksville, Nashville bands. He never headlined anything around here. And if and if he played for anybody in Nashville and any of the groups that we, any of the, the owners hired or uh, promoted here, he was unknown. Although too young to attend the shows, Many Hoptown youngsters found creative ways to sample the music scene. When those guys came through, most of us were you know, too young to go to the clubs. When I wasn't invited in, I snaggled my way in anyway, so that's how I got to see. Push me through the window so I get it, get him, let him get a drink. <laughs> As a kid, you know, 11 or 12, I had an uncle who was, quite frankly, a bootlegger, moonshiner. And he would come to Hopkinsville from time to time to sell moonshine. So he would bring us younger kids with him to town because that would discourage the police or the revenueers from bothering him. Um, see kids in the car, you can't be doing anything wrong, you know, <laughs> even though the trunk was full of moonshine. And for us kids, the benefit was we got to hear all of this wonderful music from all these big bands that we'd only heard about. York and Chicago and all those other places. Five days a week, this was this whole area was nothing but hard working. I mean, you know, we're tobacco. Uh, it was agricultural primarily. But on Friday night, Saturday, it was a let it go. And so for us kids, it was like going to, oh man, this is Christmas. The end of segregation ultimately brought an end to the necessity of the Chitlin circuit across the U.S. That's what killed. Chitlin circuit, I think, more than anything else, was the evolution of one music and of the sociology of the time, which was integration. And that opened up the whole country where you didn't have to worry about can I stop at this restaurant and eat? Can I stop at this gas station and go to the bathroom? The need for a Chitlin circuit, which was almost a necessity in its day, no longer existed or began to wane rather dramatically. But the memories of those legendary nights remain vivid to this day. I certainly, as a kid, enjoyed every minute standing outside of those clubs and those bars listening to these bands that 
never in your wildest dreams did you ever think you would be able to see or hear and to actually see one of the musicians going into the club getting ready to play ah died and gone to heaven <laughs>